0: Welcome back to part two of our Silence of the Lambs special with the Film Fingy podcast.
1: This one's always a tough one then, especially when you talk about a film that you really love. So John... What's your favourite scene or moment in the film?
2: This one's easy for me, actually. My favourite scene of the film is when Hannibal and Chloe's first meet and they're just sort of sussing each other out and she takes the, the questionnaire and he sort of he looks at it and it's it just how creepy he is but really likeable at the same time and he's, you know, he's grinning at her through the glass and he then obviously gives us a clue to go to the garage. And I just think that first interaction with them sets up kind of the turn for the rest of the film about what you can expect about out of that relationship where they're going to keep pushing each other and prodding to try and get what they want out of each other. They both clearly... Obviously Clarice is there on orders, whereas Lexus is around... Instantly, because because he would, and he he obviously uses that to his to his advantage to to get moved and then ultimately escape, which is all part of his bigger plan. But it's not one of the most memorable scenes in terms of what happens, but it's just my favourite scene in terms of the dialogue, in terms of those two just acting opposite each other. I think it's a fantastic scene.
1: It's the way he's just standing there ready as well, isn't
2: he? Just hold, yeah, it's and but yeah. he's, he's got really good posture. <laughs> like only yeah. good posture, is just sucks. Sort of, you know,
1: doesn't move, yeah. There is that, I think you said it before, Matt, there's like the bit of a vampire element, isn't it? And I think that scene when she first comes round and he's there waiting. It is like he's risen, like like yeah, not. He stood just up. He's up, just yeah. he's just risen, hasn't he? What's yours, Matt? Yeah, I, I probably got
3: a, a, a couple, and I'll, I'll give a, a special mention just to the escape scene because I, I do think that you know, it's, it's one of these sort of high octane that the film gets. I think it is; it's all a really well shot bit of action. But actually, my favourite scene is just the opening scene, just of just, just all the all the fog creeping through the woods and, and jogging, and it. I think it just sets. It's an iconic scene. I'm sure it's been parodied in. Comedy shows like I'm sure there's a Family Guy one and all sort of Simpsons one, and it just set, I think it just sets the tone for the film and what you, what you, what's going to be happening perfectly that that sort of maybe slightly supernatural element, the 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 suspense and the uh, that sort of level of atmosphere that never really relents throughout the film. I think you get it all in that first in that first scene and obviously then you get introduced to to Clarice and you sort of get a bit of her background. And what I will say as well, this isn't specifically on, on the scene, but if I if I can just start step a little bit as a film I, I think it it kind of hits quite a lot of what would now be classed as tropes of of the sort of uh, serial killer cop she, she's a rookie cop that all that sort of it hits a lot of tropes, but because it you know this came out you know what 30 years ago it's actually the originator of a lot of these sort of tropes and i've and i find that yeah, there's a reason why so many of these things got picked up and people started to use these, you know, parodies or cheap copies of of the characters or the, of the story, whatever. But, yeah, sorry, to, and I've got for a tangent, but that opening scene for me is the is probably my favourite.
1: I've got a couple, but what are yours?
0: I've got, and it's, it's not even seen, it's a shot, it's... The bit where you first come back to Lecter after he's killed the guards and it's the camera looking down and it's the raid tape recorder and you just see the blood and it just slowly pans out and he's just standing there like waving to the music. Yeah. He's just killed, even, bush, does he? And it's just like he's just like and it's like and it's it's just the way it pans out. It's just it gets me every time. I think it's just a fantastic piece of filmmaking because again. The violence was a lot off screen. You heard it and all the, 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 the initial bit, but then you just see the aftermath
1: of it, and it's like, oh, he's
0: mm. he's a brute.
1: Do you think? Do you think now that, you know, as you said, a lot of the the violence off the screen? Do you think the same where You know, he's in the cage and he just calls out the police officer's name, doesn't he? Um we don't know at that point he's going to cut his face off. But do you think mm. films would show that now, though? I think so. Shock, I, shock factor.
3: I I, I I think so. I think there would... Be bit less daring a bit more keen to get the box office numbers up and um, just like john said earlier we have there's a general feeling that we have when we talk about films that audiences are not as intelligently these days not all films there's a lot of really good films made where they, they are intelligent but a lot of the big blockbuster films i think are treat the audience as quite sort of like they can't really follow the story, so they'll just give them yeah. those shocks and they'll give them and they'll give them all the story beats and they'll over explain it. And I agree, I think they'd show that. They'd show that in a lot more detail. Just so even if it means that you know the the, the, the age certificate goes up, they'd probably yeah. just leave it in.
2: I think so, as well though, these days, obviously you've got the the power of sort of social media, haven't you? And I th- I think so I know I, I'm with Liam to be fair, is that horror is my like proper horror is my least favourite genre of film. I love the classics like um, The Shining and um, The Exorcist and, and even Jaws to a point where you don't see quite as much and it's all really effective. But I think these days, like, Godfest films don't really interest me, if I'm honest. And I think, like, Saltburn is a perfect example of something happening in the scene that you may be not expecting and everybody talking about it. Have you guys seen Saltburn? Well,
1: I've heard... I... I've been told all the, no, bits. I've been told all the scenes, so a friend of mine yeah. sort of said to me, I don't think you'll like it, so I'm going to tell you what happens. Yeah.
2: It's a good film, and there's a few bits that everybody's talking about for yeah. obvious reasons, but it's not really that bad, but it's because you don't normally see it in a I've film. I've just
0: seen a really hilarious video on Instagram or whatever it is the other day, and it's someone's daughter told her dad to watch it, and it's his WhatsApp voice notes as it comes through the film. He's like, and it just gets, oh, my God, oh, my God. I like, he's doing this, he's doing that. And then just goes, that's it, I'm out,
1: I'm done. And it's just, she made his dad watch it. I I do think this is a different film if it's made in the last five years. I agree. A completely I agree. different film. My the, my favourite, I've, I've done a couple... Of, you mentioned about the, the whole escape scene. I mean, that must be about what ten minutes long? Do you think?
3: Yeah, it's quite. So, a,
1: which yeah. is bold, yeah. isn't it? To my in like just in the middle of this like film, Clarice suddenly is out the picture for a whole section of the film, and it's just like an amazing film. When that whole bit where the you know the SWAT team arrive and then they think he's in the elevator and so mm. you know the, the whole even the whole like you know, shoot him in the leg and so that that mm. whole section from start to end for me is just like. It's it's perfect. It's like something from Die Hard almost, isn't it? It's like a, it's 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 a great scene. But the other one I want to pick out then is when Clarice is in Buffalo Bill's house and he switches the power off.
0: Oh
2: yes, yeah, is. Is. in a great I, way. Oh, oh.
1: it's when she can't see where
0: she's going and she's desperately. Like, and you, you see,
2: his hand come yeah. out
0: oh. to grab her, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I just love that, and I think uh, I. I you know i imagine in the cinema at the time as well that must have been terrifying with the
0: noise of the glasses where he
2: fires up the night, yeah. Cups, yes. the night vision. Yeah, oh yeah it was well, like- I, I watched the trailer because it's on prime at the minute yeah. and i thought i'm gonna watch the trailer i've never seen the trailer for sounds of lambs hmm. and buffalo bill is not in it at all is mentioned but yeah. you, you see a few snippets of the basement scene when the lights go out but the way that it's all edited together you're led to believe it's Hannibal Lecter that is in the basement okay. with her. I thought it was really interesting because actually, so is this
1: the original uh, trailers that that's is the, right?
2: it, yeah. it. looks that way, yeah. It's um, all the original footage, and it's the the classic eighties, nineties voiceover of. Uh, American cop, you know, and all, all these sort of <laughs> oh, this is really yeah, generic well, narration. FBI over, here, yeah, yeah. Rookie FBI agent. I
1: think he would have called um, her Gale in the trailer as well. Probably, know, like yeah, time, yeah.
2: It's it, it's a good trailer, but it's really sort of misleading, actually. So if mm-hmm. you're like I've not read the book, and I'm aware, I'm aware of the book and the whole series, but if you'd not read the book, actually, I imagine the real. Film is quite a surprise when you realise there's another serial killer in it as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably even weirder than Hannibal Lecter.
1: So, Matt, you mentioned like the opening. So, the the Howard Shaw did the music. He did Fly. He did Big, and obviously is is probably most famous for doing like the Lord of the Rings movies and winning. I think he won three Oscars. As far as the music goes, there's not a lot of sort of songs in it apart from obviously Goodbye Horses. Do you think? By horses has been ruined by the movie. Can you ever listen to that song and not think of that that minute, no. that moment?
3: We, we play that from sound to John don't we John? Well, all right? And and purely because we're talking about the film and we just had to put it on. Is
1: there is some Petty's on don't be an actor scene. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, we were just checking. No,
2: we don't we promise we don't do that. <laughs> yeah.
3: You don't need to know about our writing
2: methods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's no sewing machines in this room at all.
0: You've got a well in the back garden now, haven't you? Well yes. The
2: <laughs> and the senator's daughter's in that. Wolf is long, isn't it? Yeah, Where yeah. Alex
0: American, American that's Girl. Yeah, in the car that's right. that's right. Really... But I think the music really good. I think I'd... Howard Jaws are an amazing composer. I, when I was listening to it, when I watched it again the other day, I was like, there's some really lovely pieces
1: of music in it. Straight from the off. I think yeah, that, as yeah. you said, Matt, come back yeah, to exactly. you about the opening credits and stuff. The, the music that's, uh, sorry, opening scene, the music that's playing over is, really pulls you in as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It I, I just adds to
3: that atmosphere of it. I don't, I, I, this sounds really silly, and I think, but John, I hope John at least gets what I'm saying, if he thinks he could watch it every day, but there's something quite, comfort it's quite it's a bit of a comfort movie almost even though it's horrific it's a bit of a comfort movie it's a real cozy yeah it's not too arduous to sit through and watch it
2: Um, i think i think that comes down to again what liam said about like horror films and slasher films like i wouldn't want to watch those every day but for me this is like psychological thrillers are kind of my comfort film which is a a bit odd maybe but you know david fincher films and um i watched a couple recently the um the morgan freeman films along came a spider and kiss the girls and like those types of films i find like really easy watching even though some of the stuff that happens is quite awful i find them really easy to engage with and i I agree i think it 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 is a bit of a comfort film for some reason not sure why well, it's that same thing they
0: say: sad music doesn't necessarily make you feel sad. So it's 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 a similar
1: thing, I suppose. Watching, I think the fact that it's like you said, it's you know, it's pretty flawless. So I think that helps mm-hmm. when you have got great performances, great script. But that does lead us into the next question, then, which you might not like. Then, what would you change?
3: I've, I mean, I've got. one. Well, I don't know if you do, John, but I, I've definitely, got, I've definitely got one. So there's a bit that always bugs me and it's probably not one bit, but it's certainly kind of a, a theme or, or, or a coincidence. Hannibal Lecter knows Buffalo
0: Bill. That's, I've got that same point. That, and it, do you know i I'm, Yeah. I'm, go on, Matt. I'm, with you. <laughs> no, I'm, ple- I'm pleased
3: that you agree because the first clue that he gives, so to fully understand it, you have to... You, it's not because it's not fully explained. Like we said, it doesn't treat the audience as stupid, so mm-hmm. that they don't give you everything away in all out. hours. You do have to piece some of it together. But as far as I understand it, Hannibal Lecter found the body of a previous victim of Buffalo Bills and took the head and preserved it, and then he gives Clarice a clue to where it is. But that's just also coincidental that, that they would all know each other. Jack Crawford doesn't send. Clarice, there because he, he thinks they know each other. He, he, he goes for a, for a basically like an FBI profile of a criminal yeah. mind, doesn't he? I, I just find that
1: it's just because, such a strange coincidence that that happens I, I, because the, the fake story that he tells sounds more believable, doesn't it? Which is, you know, when he was a psychiatrist, he met someone and they told him and stuff. Yeah, but well, obviously, no, that doesn't turn was, out to be true. It wasn't does the it?
0: story Amiga was Lecter patient? Was Buffalo Bill's partner. Yes. And that's how we yeah. first met him, came aware of him. But I'm with you. It's how will act as this super intelligent man? And you think he's there, he will help Clarice find him with his mind. Not to do that. He just happens to know him. Yeah. It, and, it, and I'm like, that bit I was watching, <laughs> and go, it's got nothing to do with his intelligence. You just knew him. It, the, the, there's a, there's so many
3: other ways that they could have done, and I, and I haven't read the book, and I don't, or no, I haven't read the book recently. I read it a long time ago, so I can't remember what's what happens in the book. But there's a hundred other ways they could have written that in, where he just deduced something from a bit of yeah. evidence that, yeah. that, that that you know that she hadn't seen, he she could hand him a piece of paper and he just picked something out of it, whatever. But no, he had to know him. It really strange
1: that. <laughs> so if I misremembered that, then doesn't doesn't let tell? I forgot his name now. The 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 doctor. A bit of a spin on the story, though, doesn't he? Yeah, I
2: think, I think he, he, lead a, them off. he gives them a, a false identity, doesn't he? Gives yeah. them a wrong name. He, yeah, he, he,
3: he, tie, he ties with them, right? Especially when, he's, think, when he speaks to the, yeah, sorry.
0: I think that's a lot to do with a yet coincidence of him knowing and knowing what happens above but it just adds to the thing that Lector was just playing. He was just like, it was just fun to him.
1: So it, it, in, in Manhunter, with, with Lecter, he's, he's trading notes through the papers with the, the guy, so mm-hmm. the link to the kind of it is a bit more believable because we're okay. speaking to each other. But yeah, I never re- I'll be honest, I didn't read that. Didn't that wasn't my one of my book bears? I never the other night, I was like, I was because
0: like, what bit has struck me, what I've just said before, is it had nothing to do with Lecter's intelligence. Like you said, you think because it's a, the FBI science profile, and he'd so like, I deduce it's because of XYZ, it's no. just new.
1: He just like, knew. So,
0: what are the odds Fair. of two serial killers knowing each other? Maybe there's what? cut out. Maybe they've
3: cut out loads of scenes where she yeah. She, yeah. she goes and speaks to loads of serial killers and cannibals, <laughs> and he just happens to know the one that they're. She's <laughs> <like. laughs> <laughs> like, on,
2: on the list.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like this yeah. is it's, the internet, so they can't all congregate in chat rooms. Serial killers, like that's the bit I don't get. us. like what's, it take, takes one to know one, doesn't it? Yeah, to, <laughs>
3: think
1: you think they say, they say to it's a small world. What about you, John? Sorry to put you on the spot, but... No,
2: do you know what? You're not... I have been thinking about this, and I am the same as um, as you. I don't really have an issue with that. I'm quite happy for to sort of let it slide. Maybe it's because it's one of my favourite films and I don't want to sort of say anything back against it, but mine's really boring. I I think I'm, again, a a little bit morbid. I I kind of really find um, the how interesting in these sorts of things, so mine's more of a a wishful if i could change it i would pr- probably want to know a little bit more about like buffalo bill and and what's happened and and probably the other victims up to this point because when we when we start the film i think it's he's on his ninth or tenth victim so you, you you kind of get a little bit through the script uh, through and through the dialogue that is is obviously um, learning his way through this because one of the bodies was the first taken but the third or fourth found, obviously because he struggled to weigh her down in the river or or these other things. So you kind of get the gist that he's obviously learning as he goes and he's getting better at it. But obviously Lecter knows who he is and he's sort of feeding Clarice these, these clues as to how she's going to catch him, and you obviously learn that there's been a lot of sort of psychological trauma in his in his younger years, etc. Then that that stuff I find really interesting in in real life as well. But what, but I think that's why I've got such a sort of a like for psychological thrillers because it's a it's more realistic, I think, to, to rather than like these horror films. And um, so I think it, it's a bit more boring. Uh, but I, I would have liked to have sort of. And again, maybe in the book, but I'd like to know a little bit more about Buffalo Bill and his backstory and how he's come from there all the way to here, you know.
1: Are we collectively writing a prequel here? Are we just a yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Prequel. Well, yeah. the
0: whole TV series, it's a prequel
2: of Hannibal as well, isn't
1: it? Yeah, but Buffalo Bill's not. Re- no, no, no. From from They kind
2: of mess with the, the chronological... Chrono- chronology of it, don't they, in Hannibal? Yeah. After the first sort of two series, I think series three sort is, of a is bit
0: it of a mashup up of Hannibal of... canon. Is, it, is, it, is that the term? It's not <laughs> not of
2: Matt, you're the canon man. <laughs> is, I'm yeah. the yeah.
0: canon man. I, I, I don't know that it is. I don't, I don't know if it falls on from the
1: films or not. I don't know how closely it falls on the books either. I've yeah, no. never
0: read the
3: books It either. does
1: lead into Red Dragon, doesn't it? Because I can't remember who it is that in the series. Yeah. That character does come in in the television yes. series as well. Whereas I think it's... Um, like Richard Armitage. Is it Richard Armitage plays him in the... Oh, is it? Yeah,
2: yeah. I never
1: noticed that. I've got a couple of things, right, but mine are just silly nitpicky things. I don't know why you needed the close-up of the handshake with Clarice and Jack at the end. For some reason, the camera just... They're both talking, and you just get this shot of the handshake, and I was like... Don't know why you needed that. <laughs> I'd gladly take that bit out if so I was being really picky. And then is, the- that, okay. is that
3: when they were celebrating? The, yeah, that- quite a huge huge cake. Yeah, yeah a huge that, that's, cake. that's all I'm looking at is the cake. And that's me and John cool. talk about that a lot. There's that really nice looking massive I think,
2: cake. I think I think we cut that out of our episode of Sons and but there was about a 15 minute conversation about how big the cake was, and how how can we find someone to make us the exact cake? Do the
1: FBI only do things in big?
2: Things you know, yeah. That's what it but is. I think the handshake. I, I'm doing this for some reason. The handshake, in case you don't know what that is, that it's it, Hannibal kind of implies all the way through the film on occasions that Jack Crawford is romantically interested in Clarice, um, and so maybe it's kind of a way to sort of imply that mm. something is going to happen. Perhaps I don't know. That's the only thing I can well, well,
0: I took it the other way because he came and mentioned this because he said, "Oh, your dad would be really proud of you." That it suddenly flipped for me no, it was a it's, more it's, of a sorry. No, source. it's not
1: the handshake. It's the. Up a big close-up of the handshake. Like, the handshake angle. unnecessary angle. Unnecessary close-up,
3: Maybe it's not them. Maybe they couldn't yeah, get out anyway, of the yeah, in, So they yeah, just got yeah, two yeah. extra standings and just said, um, there you go. think we're, we're going to want- get really close in on it, though, because otherwise we're going to see it's not you.
1: I do, I do <laughs> want to come back to something. I'm just going to tell you what we want we to have seen, but you've, you've just piqued me in chest and something I, want, I do want to ask you about. We've we seen, again, just the scene that bugged me is... When they're driving back from the morgue, and Jack sat there, and she sat like with her back onto the seat, and I'm thinking, "Go put your seatbelt on." Yeah. This just <laughs> feels like they just went. This will be so much easier to film with one camera. Jody, move over, like, just, cool. Because <laughs> I would never sit in the car <laughs> leaning on the back of the seat. But that bit, of pick the one. The one thing then I want to ask you is just because you mentioned about that, the, the potential reason for the handshake. What what's your reasoning behind when Hannibal's in the in the cage and um, Clarice says you know you so he shouts Clarice back and says you forgot the papers and he just does that little touch of a finger what's your what's your thoughts behind that
2: I, I think I think he I think it's purely friendship I, I think he's probably found someone that he because it's referenced throughout actually all three of the films I think. But it's referenced in this one where, when he skips, Clarice's partner or friend at the FBI—I um, can't recall her name—she's worried that he's going to come after Clarice, and she says, "Not a chance. He'd consider it rude." And I think it's because he's so fond of her. He's yeah. finally found. He's, he's obviously used to being surrounded by like Dr. Frederick Chilton, who was just awful to him all the time, and um, obviously now he's on the run. Or, well, at that point, he's on the run, so he's got a lot of people that have obviously probably rightly so, been unkind to him since he was convicted. But I think she's sort of treating with respect and vice versa. And so that's how that relationship builds and he decides he's going to help her. So I don't know. For for me, I I think it is just a a friendship, but it's also a goodbye, I think, as well. It's his way of sort of indirectly saying... I'm on my way. <laughs> um, you're probably not gonna see me because after that is when he does escape after she's been sort of taken mm-hmm. out by the security. So for me, it's it's a friendly thing rather than a romantic thing, but I think it's more of a goodbye than anything else. There's,
1: there's that great line, isn't he? Which um which is probably my favorite line of the movie when he says to it like the I'm gonna misquote it now after the favorite line, but he says like the world's a more interesting place with you in it. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah.
2: yeah. Just before he presumably goes and kills Frederick Chillon. And has an <laughs> old friend for dinner. Yeah. Oh
1: he yeah, has a nice nine-course meal, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we always talk about like the impression that the film make. A couple of things I've noticed are kind of Clerks 2. I don't know if you've ever seen Clerks 2. They do a the bit of riff on the, the goodbye horses scene with Jay and Silent Bob.
2: I've seen, I've not seen the film, but I've seen the clip from the film. Yeah. So yeah.
1: obviously influenced that scene. Uh, the film obviously won five Academy Awards, which is just unbelievable in itself, and then obviously we get the the, the prequel. We got the uh, Red Dragon. me with the I haven't, I'm. i Be totally honest. I've not. I've seen the Hannibal as in the sequel, but I've never seen the prequel that doesn't have Anthony Hopkins in. Have you guys seen that?
2: Hannibal Rising. That's, yeah,
1: I've not. Yeah.
2: Seen, you've seen it. Haven't you? I, I've, I've not watched seen it. it. It's, it's not. It's,
1: it's more of like a,
3: a horror, like a slasher type. More so, it's definitely not in the same. I mean. Sounds the landed by far the the, the 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 standard, and I really like Red Dragon, and I and I quite like Hannibal as well. But yeah, Hannibal Rising isn't isn't even the same sort of standard
1: as as any of those. What what do you think? What do you think for you is the overall lasting impact? Is it those? It, it's created that, that those those tropes that are being used now. But I, what about for you yeah. guys just personally as well? With it being one of your favourite films? Matt? Yeah, I, I think.
3: I think um, yeah, that's a really good question, and I'm not prepared for it. So, I, I think um, I think it probably influences the a little bit the the, the way that, that I write, or the way that John John and I write, and we try and sort of put some of our scenes together in the bits and pieces that that we write. And more broadly, I think it 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 has influenced other um other stories, other other films. I I could be way off here, but I don't think we get as many films of this style, this sort of, you know, FBI chasing serial killers. I think it shifted to TV. I think mm. TV, long form,
2: like TV true, true Detectives, a really yeah. good example mm. of uh, probably a TV quality version of what's, something that sounds like David
0: Finch. Is it mine? Yeah, that oh, yeah, video.
2: yeah. I've
0: watched yeah. that. It, it, I, one yeah. thing I got the, the legacy is it did sort of create a sub-genre of this FBI behavioural because sci- I don't remember much before Silence of the Lambs, obviously mm. been serial killer films and serial killers in movies and TV but since then it's created that it's almost like a sub-genre of serial killer stroke crime, this mm. behavioural science element
1: I'm Definitely the Hannibal Lecter character has influenced mm. numerous characters since hasn't it?
2: I think it's, it's influenced as well how how storytellers, whether it's through book or film, TV, whatever, how they use that type of character, because it's probably spawned... I could be completely wrong, but I don't recall, at least in film, a, a, a film prior to Silence of the Lambs where the, the, the good guys are asking the bad guys for help. Um, whereas now, it, it, particularly with with like cop shows, I guess, or whether that's British or, or elsewhere is that there's, you know, you've got these really high intelligent murderers or or informers who can, you know, FBI informants and is it blacklist with James Spader? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Where you know you have got basically you're asking the bad guy for help, even though you know you shouldn't be doing it, but he's the only one that can help. I think it basically spawned a lot of those types of ideas. Like but, but also uh,
3: sort of, really. Yeah,
2: like the anti-hero, but not of a in a physical way, more you know, of how intelligent they are or their knowledge base, whatever that might be. But I also think it's worth noting that you can clearly see from Sounds of the Lambs, where that, that show don't tell type of violence that we were talking about, where I think there's a lot of that that's clearly come from, you know, the the, the Alfred Hitchcock style yeah. of of making films, which is great, in my opinion. And I think they've kind of carried it on and it's kind of it dwindled out. I know we've mentioned it a couple of times, but that type of, like we've said, if this film got made 10, even probably 15 years ago, there'd be a lot more action, there'd be a lot more gore and it'd probably treat this, the audience a lot more stupid than the are as well. So we, you'd get nowhere near the, the same quality of film,
1: in my and, opinion. And do you think you would still get Anthony Hopkins, or do you think you'd get a big name?
2: He, he wasn't, wasn't at the time, time was, he? was he? No? Yeah, yeah he, he wasn't a household at the time, was he? I,
3: I, I don't so It's a good point. I, I do think that a lot of the time, if you know, especially if they're chasing the box office, then they, they will try and bring in a big name mm. that will attract people in.
2: I think as yeah. well, if it was a TV show... It, rather than because there's a good chance that this type of thing would get made into a TV show now. Well, it did, I suppose, didn't it with Hannibal? But you, you've got because TV so big at the moment, you've got so many like True Detective and Game of Thrones, for instance, like shows like that of that type of value can get big actors now. It's not just you know the the lesser actors get the TV and the big movie stars get the movies. You've got now got really well known Oscar winning actors. Mm making really good TV, so I think that's kind of changed things up a little bit as well.
1: It does seem like that the movie came along at the right time, didn't it? Right director, right actors, and the the right time in terms of, as you said, you know, not spoiled by having too much go, not spoiled by, you know, playing down to the audience. It certainly doesn't do any of that, does it, at mm-hmm. all?
0: I think one of the points I would I mean, we we mentioned it right through, or hour of chatting about it is how many times it's it's transcended like film nerds it became such a parody French Saunders the jokes of it every yeah. TV commercial the jokes of it the, the quotes we talked about with Rob Reiner films there's always moments big Rob yeah. Reiner films that everyone knows about even though you don't know the film this has got five or six of them moments that people know that. Or the club yeah. <laughs> of They you don't even see the film, but you know them bits. Yeah. And I am yeah. like, but if but if to have done that, but I just think that's that's when you know you've you've transcended the film, it's become popular. Yeah, it'll
1: constantly find a new audience willn't it? Yeah, definitely.
2: I think there's a memorable moment in every, pretty much every scene, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. You know, sort of from one character or another.
1: So now we've got then the quick fire out.
0: I'll just throw a question at you, either one of you can answer. Okay, first question is, would you rather be a hero or a villain?
3: Villain, a I've, I've said this before, yeah. Do, do, you, do, you want, do you want an explanation, or is that not a quick fire? No, nope, no,
0: nope, no, nope, that's fine. I mean, oh God,
3: I can't explain myself either when I've said villain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just whatever comes naturally is more, more true. FBI or CID? FBI. Yep. It was released on Valentine's Day. What's the best first date film?
1: You're oh, hot. Don't we've had the gap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> de- well, oh man, this is Happy God my answers the I, um...
0: <laughs> I,
3: took, I, I took my wife to see Cabin in the Woods. So I'll say, and we're married 10 years later. So I'll say that.
2: <laughs> it works? It works. I'd probably say either Silence of the Lambs or Jaws. Because if it's someone you're you sort of wanting to be in a relationship with, you want them to sort of know what sort of films you like. So, yeah, I'd go to Lambs or Jaws. Great. OK, lamb chop or lamb kebab? Lamb <laughs> kebab. <laughs> yeah, lamb kebab. <laughs>
0: <laughs> OK, and this is Dave's question, by the way. Just point that out, Dave. Drink of choice with human flesh? Red wine. I was going, to say, yeah, nice country. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're going to do the... <laughs>
0: I can't do it, can I? You
3: can do it, but I can't do it. I, mean, you, could, yeah. I you could do it. I can't do it at all, no. You, you've not done... You've you've held off from doing your Hannibal Lecter slash Clary Styling impression.
2: we this heard it, yeah. yeah. It's not you... about me, Matt. <laughs> 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 We're going to talk about how,
1: we can find, how our listener can find out you doing those impressions in a minute. <laughs> oh, great, Lovely. <laughs> So for our listener who hasn't seen it then, you can watch it. Currently, it's on Amazon. Amazon Prime, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of the mainstream um, bit to get. We've, we normally do a bit where we talk about, you know, if you like Sounds of the Lambs, what else would you like? And we tend to sort of pick some themes. But have you got any film suggestions that, you know, if someone, you know, comes to you and said, right, watch Sands of the Lambs last night, absolutely love it. Like, what else are you suggesting?
2: We were talking about this earlier after your questions, and we both basically had the same answer. And um, basically, anything by David Fincher, I think. So Zodiac, Zodiac Seven, okay. Girl with the dragon tattoo. I would, ch- I would chuck in the rest of the, 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 the trilogy. So I'd watch Red Dragon and Hannibal because I think Hannibal probably got a bad rap at the time, but I watched rewatched it recently. It's actually it's different to the other two, but it's trying to be. So I think Hannibal is definitely worth a rewatch.
3: And um, I, mean, I, I like them both. I I, I really like Red Dragon. Um, I think um, Red Fans is great. But if you, if you want something a bit to, that'll um, keep it going for a bit longer, Mind Hunter is good. Although Mind Hunter is frustrating because it's been seemingly. Postponed indefinitely, which is quite yeah. frustrating It's not mean, coming come back, back, is it? Probably yeah. not. We we'll have to finish it off. We, we'll, we should all get together for another episode where we're just filling the blanks on what happens in that. <laughs> um, and and, and do you know what I did watch on Netflix not not too long ago was at Criminal. I think it's called Criminal, where it's like separate interviews. Yeah. With it's with a criminals. different story.
1: every episode, isn't
3: it? Yeah, and it's a different sort of like Criminal, but it's got loads of like different sort of slightly earless sort of celebrities in, in in parts playing like different criminals. And just in terms of, t- just tonally, it's, it's similar in that sort of, as we mentioned before, comfort watching. It's quite an easy comfort, sort of atmospheric show to watch. I'd, I'd throw that into the, the mix as well. As I really
1: record. enjoyed that. We, we've gone for just themes that are totally strange compared to what, you know, what you guys have just went through, which is more in, in keeping with the, you know, the the film that we're talking about. Am I going first? You go first?
0: I'll go first because you can wrap up. I went, my theme was villains you secretly like. That's good. Mm. So, five. first one, and I, I always come back to this one, Point Break, Bodie, Patrick Swayze's character. Yeah. You just love him. He's he's, mm-hmm. he's boss, isn't he? Train and Day, which we've already mentioned, Alonso, which is Denzel Watkinson. Yeah. Yeah. He's just so cool. No Country for Old Men, Anton, Xavier Bardem. I think he's yeah. the best thing in a film. Yeah, true. In so Bastards, Hans Lander. Yeah. He's Waltz, think he's the best thing. I'll give it. you that one. Yeah, and I picked the Joker with Jacqueline Phoenix, just because
1: an awesome performance. Oh, with Jack Nicholson? We went. Oh yeah. Uh, we just recently went. to... It was Batman Day, wasn't it? You know, was it last September? We went to see um, Batman 1989 again. Just remind me how good it was. So that's bold. That's a bold choice. Yeah, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I, I'll I, I
0: think I think is yeah. a bit overrated. Joker, no. if I'm honest.
1: Right, moving on. <laughs> I
2: no one back through up there.
1: I mean, I said Jack Nicholson, but... Uh, but
0: I've got... I think if you like Sands and Lambs, I think you would like them five films.
3: Mm. Well, yeah. I like them, and, I've, and I've, I have... I I, know, I, like, I all like
2: all cool. of them, actually, I
3: yeah.
0: I, I don't disagree about, with yeah. that. Right, Rick's done. I'm off. Bye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so mine are all about uh, female cops or female law enforcement officers. I've gone with Outer Sight, because Jennifer Lopez is, like, the lead... FBI agent in that we've done
0: a podcast on that, as and well, we've, we've done, done a it. podcast on yeah. that one, yeah.
1: Uh, Happy Valley, oh,
2: yeah, oh, fantastic, Valley,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lancashire Blue Steel with Jamie Lee Curtis. Do you remember that one? Sm-
2: no, of it, I've not seen it.
1: <laughs> That's a really good film. Um, late 80s, I've picked Brooklyn 99 purely because of Amy and Rosa, yeah, I think they're great characters, especially those sort of female, um. Uh, you know, female police officers. Mm, good show. I've gone with The Heat.
2: Yeah, great the yeah. heat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sandra yeah. Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. I love Melissa McCarthy. And then you can't not talk about Fargo uh, with yeah. Francis McDonald. And again, you know, we're watching the, the, the series as well. So, okay, that was, I'll um, watch it if you can, special on Sands of the Lambs. So, guys, how can our listener find you guys? Where are you? Terms of podcasts and socials how could anyone find you if you want to go and check you out which i'm sure they will got you you know didn't <laughs> it, <Sorry>.
2: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so you can get us on instagram um at the film thingy oh, God, i always do this every time sorry one of them's at the and one's just film thingy you can get us on instagram at the film thingy podcast so that's got links to spotify which is where we normally are um that's the, that's the biggest platform we're on i think we're also on amazon music, music yeah amazon music apple has not let us on amazon yet amazon don't know why <laughs> maybe done something know. wrong there to apple don't
1: know
0: don't anyone about i don't know anyone listens to amazon music
2: no i've we've never there. we've never had a hit on, on it amazon as well, music.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah i think i think we've <laughs> You something yeah. your mum would listen to my mum would listen to yeah, yeah. Music
2: it's on Spotify that'll do we're yeah. on Spotify and uh, yeah we're on Instagram so you can catch up with all of the last series
1: brilliant thank you guys we've had great fun there for the last two. thanks uh, for having us yeah and a great film great choice as well Gosh, so nice. for our listener Sounds of Lambs watch it if you can
0: This was a Watch It If You Can production, executive produced by Kenny, our Val's lad, on Wake Experience.
1: Don't forget to follow, rate and share from wherever you get your podcasts.